0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Loki can find his glorious purpose that makes it all worth it. If the Doom Patrol can irreverently land the plane without ending plane. And if Spider-Man can get the anti-venom he needs to get Brock and the symbiote out of his life. All of that and more in an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Hello, nerds, and welcome to The Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book and any of the animated ones we decide are worth watching. I am your host for the evening, Mike Gravano. I'm very happy to be here. I don't know what happened to our normal host. I assume she is dead. She no longer texts when she can't be here, and I don't give a shit. It's my show now, baby. With me, as always, is my goon companion,
1: Ryan Goon company Mike, when you say goon, does that mean that I am uh, constantly jerking you off, but only making sure that you are uh, edging and never actually coming to completion? Wait, is that like, I didn't know that's what goon meant? That's what goon means. Since when? Uh, Six, seven weeks ago. Oh, wow. I, I am not up on my Urban Dictionary definitions. Okay, yeah. Uh, Urban Dictionary has a newsletter that they send out uh, every six minutes on the six minutes.
0: I get so many newsletters. One's got to go, and you know what? It's Urban Dictionary. I'll change that. I'm going to delete my News Nut Noise. What uh, I like to do
1: is uh, have Urban Dictionary almost about to send me an email and then not send me the email. So I'm gooning Urban Dictionary. You're
0: gooning <sighs> Urban. Dictionary. So when Joker's like, "Get me my goons," that's what he, he just needs like six guys to do that to him at all yeah. times. Yeah. Then, yes, that's what I mean when I say you're my goon
1: companion. Okay. That's what, Goonie? Why do you think they were named the Goonies? They were all...
0: Ew! You know what? 13-year-old yeah. boys are so disgusting. They're just yes, learning about their no, bodies and no, each other's bodies. This is
1: this is the first time. You're like, you know what? 13-year-old boys might be a little gross. Uh, I know
0: this might come as shock because it's not like you, but I haven't, th- I don't think about 13-year-olds.
1: All right. When you're around me, bro, nothing will come as a shock because I will always be gooning you. That's so true. Nothing, you're... No- in full no control will be coming at all
0: you're a master with your hands uh also with us and hating that she responded to the max signal is mckenna aka books
2: yeah i regret even waking up this morning <laughs> there are just <laughs> levels um if you don't hear from me from it for a few weeks this this moment right here absolutely why
1: Wait, after the podcast, though, right? Yeah. We don't hear from it. you after you've recorded yeah, the show. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I fully commit to now?
2: things. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'm already here. You're not some sort of dude. Exactly. Doom. I'm the opposite. But after this, Max Signal may not get my attention.
0: Is that why Cassie and Caitlin are here? Could we trace back to a few weeks ago that we said a very, like, a similar conversation and they're like, I'm out?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, hmm. you have a track record with this and you've it's not something learned from worth
0: history. worth... <laughs>
1: Why would we? It's 2023. But, we can say but, what we want. If you go to Instagram right now, I don't know who's in charge of our social media, but if you go to Instagram right now and you look at the uh, superhero social reels, every yeah. single one for like the last 23 weeks in a row is Cassie saying, nope, cutting this off. <laughs> and it is that, has to, it has to do with gooning. Is that not what a reel is for? Isn't it like the behind the scenes, the
0: fun sauce in between segments? And it's just because Mike and Ryan keep it real. That's yeah. why they call it reals. And by fun sauce, I do mean the cum. <laughs> I don't know if I needed to clarify that.
2: I was going to roast you off go- for like, still referencing <laughs> Urban Dictionary, and you just have done enough for yourselves.
1: Is that old? Yeah. How I'm do the kids go- know what slang on- means now? <laughs> Urban Dictionary, right now, here it is. Well-known slang term and sexual subculture of chronic and compulsive masturbators used both as a verb and a noun means achieving the trance-like blissful state reached when riding the edge of coming for as long as possible, perhaps many minutes or even hours at a time. Did you just enter that into Urban Dictionary? Uh, here's the example used in a sentence. Uh, there I was, stroking for hours, and I was into the goon so deep that a bomb could have gone off next door and I would not have noticed. Whenever we masturbate together, I like to watch him goon on his penis. He really gets into it. Uh,
0: to bring this back
1: uh, to comic <laughs> books, which is sort Wait, of what why? we're based on,
0: uh Is that what the comic book The goon is? Is it just a giant <laughs> guy who's gooning all the time? No, this is I don't think so. Are you sure? No, no, I'm not good. Nobody's ever read it. Nobody ever will. It's the Grendel of the Goon's generation. We are not here to talk about any of that, but probably more masturbating uh tonight, what we are talking about is Fear of the Walking Dead. Invincible season two is back. Gen V is ending, but our main segment double header is two other season finales. But Gen V did not get brought up to the main stage. It is still playing backup. It is the end of Loki season two and the end of Doom Patrol. We're gonna take the quickest breaks, and when we come back, dive into Loki. Loki season two ends with him finally achieving a glorious purpose, if not the one he wanted. As a true god who has saved all the timelines, now destined to sit outside of everything alone and holding it all together. But first we get zany Groundhog's Day type shenanigans. While First while trying to figure out the pre-operative timing to make the doodad work to fix the loom thing. And then to stop Sylvie from killing he who remains when the doodad doesn't work. TasteBuds ask you this. We've watched countless Groundhog's Day episodes in our run here at Superhero Show Show. How does loki
1: stack up uh okay so like this is different than what we're going to talk about later um because i think that there's 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 two types of series finales right there's complete the story or complete the show Mm. and i think do is complete the show send all the characters on their way this is complete the story although we do get the last 10 minutes of but send the characters on their way this was a groundhog's day that was a little bit different in that we get the reason why first, right? Mm-hmm. Groundhog's Day usually likes to keep the reason why hidden, and then uh, so we get to see. Oh fuck! I have to keep doing this over and over again, and then he does it. And I think that was fine. I think like that made it interesting. He kept saying the lines before each character said it, which is always hilarious. Classic. Uh, he kept saying, "Don't drop that part of the equipment because that will roll off roll off the ramp, right?" Correct. keep reminding timely. Um, That was all good. a timely reminder. A timely reminder. But uh, ultimately, it was all about still Loki realizing what is important and what is not. What is um, uh, fate and what is not. um, And who is Loki and who is Sylvie and who they are not. That's really what it all boils down to. Yes?
0: Yes. McKenna?
2: I... I, I mean, I agree with everything Ryan said. As far as, like, other Groundhog Days go, and maybe because this season was short, it felt anticlimactic by the end. Like, it just felt... I mean, we knew it was setting us up for not a success in the way he wanted it to, because when, as soon as he states, all I want are all my friends together, you know that's not what's going to get. But I just I didn't feel... I didn't feel that, like, earned the series end.
0: Yeah, I I thought that the end was impactful, but that's, like, Magic Eye squinting. Remembering, like, all of Tom Hiddleston through all of MCU. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. this season, these six episodes landed that.
1: Well, I think Um, it was important to have him walk out onto that ramp at the very end. Spoilers. I don't know if we need to say that. (laughs) Having the big horns. Yeah. Aging. yeah. To but to this remember, is still- Guys, do you remember that this is like Loki from the Avengers movie?
2: The that... f- first one, though. This isn't Loki from all the other Avengers movies. Right.
1: And, and I, what
0: I liked about it is a few episodes ago, he's like, Sylvie, we are gods. And he's like halfway there, but still doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I do like at the end, he gets it. And he's like, oh, no, God doesn't mean I get to do whatever I want and what I think is right. Uh, there is a burden- and I did the, the the parts of this episode that talked about burden. I think worked. The we've seen too many great Groundhog's Days uh, to get it twice. Felt like doing the the emotional parts of the finale disservice. We did all of the doodad dad Groundhog's Day in the beginning, and then he does it again with Sylvie and He Who Remains. And I went, yes. "Come on!" For how much of this season and episode, I wanted Loki and Sylvie to hash their shit out more. And I think that's been a complaint of us as a group. Uh, it felt like a cheat instead of them really dealing with each other.
2: Especially I because mean, I every say- time he's hashing it out with Sylvie, it's Sylvie of the past. Mm-hmm. It's Sylvie from a place of lack of knowledge. So it doesn't it doesn't satisfy any of who they are at the end of the series.
1: Yeah, I thought that the, uh, the one conversation of Sylvie saying, oh, so you have to kill me. Well, I'm not going to root you on. I'm not going to like cheer for that. Right. Yeah. I thought that conversation was good. Yeah. But I thought, I still thought that like the pinnacle of this season was um, Owen Wilson and what's his name? The guy with the other fucked up nose that is, wasn't Owen Wilson? The that actor?
0: Agent? Yeah. X15 or something? Brad or.
1: Br- yeah. Brad or Chad or Doodad. At the McDonald's, talking about like just talking to each other, watching Sylvie and Loki in mm-hmm. the McDonald's mm-hmm. at that table. Like that was the most bonding and character moment that we had over the entire series. You know, like that was still better than anything that we had because there was less pressure. That they they didn't have all of the spotlights on them. They didn't have all of the exposition on them. Yeah, they just got to breathe. There was no breathing. Mm-hmm. That, that like all of the stuff that like we usually. We used to get from these Marvel shows just wasn't there. There was so much like, well, we have to put the wingy in the wangy. Did when the winging
0: was trying to get in the wanging, hints at instead of so Groundhog's Day, you, you show the different things, you show the changes, uh, him hinting at stuff that's happened before, did that work ever, or is it, is it, we've seen too many, or is it the show? at this point, was lazily like, you've seen Groundhog's Day, right? And not putting the actual work in.
1: At this point, I think that Groundhog's Day is just, it's running to the airport at the end of a rom-com. Mm. Like it's, it, it's, it's, it's a trope. Like Groundhog's Day has done this incredible thing where it is now a thing where you don't have to feel like you're copying anything. So it doesn't bother me anymore.
0: No, no, no. It's not the not copying, but we've seen people do it smashingly. Legends of tomorrow, even Arrow. I'm sure flashed it at five times. This version of it, it really felt like it's not like the alarm clock happens and this happens. It felt like he says the same thing. Like it didn't build up the energy, or it wasn't funny at all. It felt like Hawk's Day should be. Yes,
2: it was too long, especially because he like goes back and learns all of physics and all. Like it just it dragged on too much, but nothing was changing. We were still ending up at the same
0: spot
1: without adding anything exactly but here's here's what i liked about it though uh he says to obi i uh, and uh, casey the other guy he says how long no literally i'm literally asking how long would it take me to learn your knowledge mm-hmm. and they're like decades even centuries and then it says centuries later yeah and then we come back and then loki has learned it and Instead of being a god and using his powers to just cheat through life, he's used his powers to learn all of their knowledge. And I think that's sort of showing the selflessness instead of the selfishness. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a god and learn all this stuff instead of just being a god and like use magic to cheat. And I think that part the, is actually interesting.
0: That part that the centuries later worked uh both as a character moment and comedically but it was like the buildup before that, and then we still got more after that. And then to follow that same pattern with he who remains in Sylvie, before we get to the moment of, and it was the good moment of it, of Loki being like, why do you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? And then you're like, oh, snaps. Uh, though, like So each one of the Groundhog's repeats had a moment of like, okay, cool. But it felt like it really dragged through both of those to get to that moment.
2: I think we saw timely like spaghetti out. Like a total of 12 times. I could have seen him t- like Spaghetti Out three times, maybe. Like, especially in the initial repetition. or quicker
1: edits of it. I thought I was watching the wrong episode, honestly, when I started this. I was like, is this episode five? Is this episode four? When I started it, I was mm-hmm. like, have I seen this already? You and have. I had. It's just, I was watching the right episode.
0: Now, this is probably the end of Loki. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably not seeing any of these characters on other stuff. How do we feel it ended everybody's journeys?
1: Um, I don't, like, i am just... And, like, it's weird to end two very important shows of ours in the same week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's hard to not compare them. But um, I am glad to not watch this anymore. Um, I'm glad to say goodbye to them in... Positive ways, but mostly negative ways. Uh, I just want to be done with this. I want to be done with this era of Marvel. I really hope that they pull out of it. I don't think that they will. That's that's what my bet is, right? Like, I'm going to say 55, 45% chance, but I don't think that they will. Um, I saw the Marvels last night, so that's sort of helping my bet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The pre review of next week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe we can cover that next week, but uh, I don't know, man. I just think that, like, it's so – there's so little interest or passion or chance taking in any of this that, like, nobody knows what they're doing or cares. It's not that nobody cares. I think that they care. It's just that they don't care that they know what they're doing. Mm. Like Nobody's, like, concerned that, like, uh, we're we're juggling on a unicycle right now. Is anybody concerned about that? No, no, no. It's fine. Like, everyone loves Marvel so much that, like – you're blindfolded with a bucket on your head, and you're on a unicycle, and you're juggling. So it's totally fine because everybody loves it so much. I don't think that's true anymore. And like,
0: it- I think it's a particular drag with this show because I think this is the best ensemble they've had in anything, and everybody is acting their guts out and cry- and not in an annoying way. Like I think this cast crushes it, and it's still so much sound and fury.
2: I think it hurts but more. No, because- Nick Fury season one just made us love these characters so mm-hmm. much that i i and, was not satisfied by the end with the exception of loki i think yeah. his character i was happy with that growth and that arc and that sense of like satisfaction he got out of his journey but everyone else was just
0: and there. like i love eugene cordero uh, he's a great comedic actor he shows up in everything and rules but I don't think Casey added anything to this show. Maybe spend more time with Brad, who I thought did add a lot to this show, or spend time with the characters and build them up even more, uh, like Sylvie and Mobius and B Numbers.
2: When we arrived at Alcatraz at the start, I forgot mm-hmm. that Casey was even part of the group. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? Who is he? Like, I He's so forgettable. <laughs>
0: See, season one used him as a great comedic piece throughout, and this like they're like, well, we'll give him more screen time, so now he's a character, but without giving him Any. more screen time or character growth. Yeah. Well, Loki is done. Moments of the week, Mac. Let's start with you.
2: Oh, mine's a a moment that was so distracting. Um, okay, well, actually, I have two. I'll only say one. Uh, you can say both. <laughs> Mine was the the part of the Groundhog Day that I actually did think worked, and I think that's because of Mobius and who he is. It's just him softly repeating again, but it's never touched on, it's never addressed. He just, it almost seems like he's going to come to the conclusion of like, wait, Loki's doing this mm-hmm. over and over again, but he never reaches it. And I was kind of satisfied by that, like it was just him as a character coming out. Um, my other moment is is the thing that pulled me out, and it's the fact that Loki gets his. His like, crown and his little horns and his like awesome cape, which turns into the time strings. But he's wearing these loafers that I just couldn't get past as he's like crunching through. Those are them very loaves.
0: fashionable. Were They're they fashionable,
2: though? but he's like trumping through time.
0: You think big old boots?
2: I think uh, not even big old boots. I think something sleek, but also sturdy. I could see his skin as he's just exposed to this radiation. It just weirded me out. <sharp> I don't know why.
0: Because <laughs> he's a fashionable god.
2: They were. I just I expected boots. I was so jarred <laughs> by these loafers. These fancy loafers that I like you know, you'd never see. They they looked good. They did not look practical.
0: <laughs> well, he's gonna be sitting forever, so have some nice
2: sleepies. That's true.
0: Ryan, what about you?
1: I don't wanna give any spoilers about next week's talk about the marbles, but uh I have seen some characters put together some timelines and some Marvel shit this week and my goodness, I don't ever want to see any of it ever again. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is the reason why you hire Kee Huy kwan is um, X-15 comes up behind him at the end and says, uh, Miss Minutes is back. Is she going to be cool? And he looks at her and shrugs in a way that only this actor can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's perfected was, the shrug. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't fucking know, bitch. Just get away from me. And mm-hmm. it was perfect.
0: His, his, He is the scientist in the purest sense of like, it could kill us all. But god damn it, won't it be fun to find out whatever this experiment does. Uh, mine is, uh, well, I think Tom Hiddleston can definitely carry a show, is uh, the best part of the Groundhog's Day is when he's walking timely through it. And he doesn't have to say, like, oh, I have to talk you through this again. He just goes, be brave. You are being so brave. So deadpan, because he said this a million,
1: literally a million times. Uh, and that tickled me. Can I just say, uh, treat adults like toddlers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't give them details. Just be brave, buddy. Be brave. You, you got this, buddy. You're so brave. Yeah, We're all toddlers this. in the mm-hmm. end.
0: Uh, Loki is done. Long live Loki. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Doom Patrol ends. On the final episode of Doom Patrol, a motorist in the butt start a musical career and give the Doom Patrol toenails that give them longevity back. Rita doesn't get it in time and dies, so we get a funeral that's as insulting as it is hurtful. But before she goes to the afterlife, Rita breaks up the DC X-Men and they have to go their own ways. Taste Buds ask you this. Which character's ending hit you the hardest? Mac,
1: you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I'm struggling to remember names. Um,
0: You can use descriptors. Mummy Man. I think it's Cliff. Stretchy
1: Girl. Big Robot. Yeah, so it's Cliff. His name's
2: Cliff? Okay, Cliff's.
1: Well, Cliff had a baby around him, and Cliff's... Did he finally touch the baby without his oven mitt? Yeah. Freak. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for weighing in, Mike. Uh... (laughs) Cliff touched uh, the baby named Rory. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And we went through his entire past, his family's entire past. And then his lights dimmed. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. This was tough. And then the credits rolled. Spoilers, by the way. So Cliff, super- was the Cliff was the end. We're talking
0: one. about the finales. Also, this is our show where we break down every episode. If you are surprised by spoilers listeners, stop fucking listening
1: to us, idiots. Okay. Uh, they're, they're not listening now, Mike. They, they have long since stopped listening. Uh, I've heard of a cliffhanger, but this was a cliff banger. Oh I, no, I didn't have anything there. Don't say oh. <laughs> when you say oh, it's like I like I had something in mind. I didn't have anything in mind to say.
2: Oh You just like Stop. to talk, so we should we should recognize this by My
1: now. My O mostly means like let's move this along. <laughs> But no, it was uh, devastating. He had said for like the last three episodes, "I'm gonna die soon," and then he. Yeah. Died. So the longevity
0: toenails—is it because he was a robot and didn't have toenails? Or I think just
1: I'm gonna get you past the finish line of your story.
0: Mm. That's what the toenails meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that bother you, Ryan? Did they zoom in on these toenails?
1: No. I don't think okay. we ever saw them. Thank God. Yeah. It was like it was very like. I'm going to cover them with my hand and put them <laughs> in my mouth, and you never see them. Wait. Um, My biggest problem was that Rita died first, and I do think that this show, much like The Office was all about Pam, this show was all about Rita Farr, and she was the impetus for the final journey, I think, but uh, mm. my god was this show. She was clearly the main character. Um... I don't know. I just I thought that her character was the best by far, had the greatest arc, and it was so sad to see her go and not have her final last last step with everybody. I think that Madame Rouge, if we can call her that, I don't know if she earned the name Madame or Rouge at any <laughs> point, but um, I don't know. I just I just wish that she was there for the end, you know. Mm. Yeah. How did the funeral hit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was good. Everybody said, uh, "I'm gonna." Uh, everybody brought something important, and they all brought alcohol Mears. or mirrors. <laughs> and then she uh, she was very instantly flammable, and it was because of all the alcohol. And then she turned into a giant blob <laughs> because that's what she was. Um, so that was, you know, it was funny. I do, do t- think
2: t- it speaks volumes, though. Like, even though her character wasn't there until the end, she dying was the only way the rest of the characters could reach their own conclusion. Mm. So I think there's some merit in having her go first.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, For instance, Larry, like Larry was not going to race out of the house knowing, and this is mummy man, as Mike calls Mm him. Uh, Larry was not going to race out of the house laughing, knowing that he had something to do. If Rita had not died and inspired him to like, go make that next step.
0: What is, yeah. What is his end? What happens to Larry?
1: Uh, He, uh, Larry, uh, went and found his boyfriend in time space and they went into the stars together.
0: Oh, boyfriend. No, uh,
1: new G boyfriend. Oh, uh, the
0: guy from heroes. The guy from yes. Heroes? I Hell yeah. Care. That guy's handsome. Yeah. Good for Larry. That burnt face.
2: Yeah. He gets his, he gets demummified too. So.
1: And is he Matt Bomer?
2: No. no. Oh, okay. He's kind of Deadpool-ish.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. But that didn't yeah. hurt my bat, my Matt Boner, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I know what you mean. You, was that Where too, you goon? Was that unclear? Do you know what I mean? I could I use a little, little more bit. clarity. Yeah. When I say Matt Boner, when I look at him, I get a Matt Boner. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do know what you okay.
0: mean. Blood goes into your penis.
1: Uh, Crazy Jane. Let's get to her. She does not want to go by Crazy Jane anymore. She's what? going by Kaleidoscope or K. Because she has said, as Mike, we talked about last week, her father raped her. And that is why she has so many personalities. They are all in control. And she's like, I'm going to sublet and paint. Right? That's her plan.
2: She wants a 500 square foot place to live and some canvases.
1: And I'm going to live a normal life. And just before she's about to leave. And I'm like, that sounds great. That sounds Mm -hmm. awesome. But then Casey's there. I forgot about Casey, honestly, but then Casey's there, and she's like, <gasps> it, it seems like uh, Kaleidoscope forgot about Casey. Oh, it Casey, like, yeah. the Buzz Lightyear girl? Yes. yes. Gotcha. The, uh From the comic book's Buzz Lightyear, and she's like, oh, fuck, Casey, I forgot about you. Remember you from four episodes ago? <laughs> and uh, then they're like, should we fucking hook up? And Ryan was like, yes, you should. And they do, <laughs> and they do. It's perfect. Good for them.
2: Now knowing that Buzz Lightyear girl's name was Casey, calling Kaleidoscope K just seems like cause for Like, why not Callie?
0: Yeah. Why are they? Well, Casey's with a C in my head.
1: Why not Casey decided- and CK? Why not? We're all cool with letters. I mean, Casey and CK, that's basically 69. Mm. And who doesn't love that. Who are we leaving out? Right. Uh, Cyborg. Sci- Let's do
0: Rouge because she's the newest and then Cyborg.
1: All right. Rouge <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rouge has a fucking party this entire time because she gets the shit kicked out of her by like former or future versions of herself.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, they're like, uh, you are trash. And she's like, I don't think I am. And they're like, no, you are. Um, are you basically her and Cyborg keep working out. Are you evil or good? Or are, is there gray? And that's like hmm. the big Doom Patrol mission of this episode is like, is there gray there? And, right. Because Cyborg started out because he's a basic-ass DC superhero. Is there black and white or is there gray? And so Cyborg thinks there's black and white and teaches Madame Rouge that there's gray. Or Madame Rouge teaches Cyborg that there's gray. And then... She learns that there's great, and then absolutely blow torches some building. I don't even the know. The ant what it farm, is. the get farm. The, the just, ant farm
0: is like the evil government-run yeah. folks that she, her, and Chief used to work at.
1: Yeah, she is that just the place that in, built the butts?
0: Plops. Yeah, home of the butts.
2: <laughs> she yeah. Uh, she shows up via elevator and just lights everything on fire. It does and that's the awesome thing. The of her.
1: Does the thing of like uh, you've got the blowtorch, and then you take the little lighter. You know, like, what is yeah. this big lighter gonna do? And then fucking torches
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then ending our Doom Patrol with Cyborg. Or did you kind of knock them out together? No, he's like a teacher
2: no. now. Yeah, he just he oh, goes cool. to Detroit and teaches like a STEM class.
0: Which we kind of saw mm-hmm. when he right. was in the pod a uh, episode or so ago, talking to the future. Yeah. But yeah, and did we was... get a check in with Dorothy?
1: No. Oh, rude. There was a, there's a screen that just like with writing on it that said, we will not be checking in with Dorothy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Rude. That's going
0: to piss off Danny the street.
1: Uh, This is the opposite, I think, of Loki, even though Loki had Loki's last 10 minutes of like, we're not going to do more story here. We're just Mm -hmm. going to do conclusion, like reunion. Like this is, we're just going to do Danu Mall for an hour.
0: That's awesome. I feel like if you're gonna end a show, that's kind of how to do it.
2: Well it, 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 it spoke volume squeeze. I've watched maybe three episodes of Doom Patrol and arguably wild. the most chaotic episodes too. Like I was dropped in the middle of season four and that is it. But I felt more for these characters' endings by the end of this series like this episode than I did for Loki. Wow. Like I had more emotional attachment to yeah. this season finale. And I think watching it in that order too. I watched Doom Patrol first and then Loki just heightened that disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. Loki series finale. But um yeah, as a viewer I should not be more attached to characters I've known for three chaotic episodes.
0: Yeah. You've not gone through the years of you should. You should start from the beginning.
2: Now I'm going uh, to.
0: And just come back. There I think we're gonna have a dead zone and we'll just start from the beginning. Just this again. is one of the best shows we've covered. Uh let's do moments of the week, Ryan.
1: Uh, I have to say that my member of the week was, of course, um, Rita Farr's second reaction to alcohol getting placed in her casket. <laughs> like the first time she was like, that's offensive, but there's no way that could happen again. Oh my God, it's happening again. <laughs> like she, to me, like I, I I am going to vote very hard in the Shushis for her for best actress. And yeah. This is the reason why. Just her sort of like, oh my! Oh, you got to be shitting me right now. Uh, that happened at
0: my uncle's funeral. Uh, somebody had slipped in a flask, his favorite flask, and then people kept putting like the tiny gas station bottles of Jack Daniels to the point that my grandma was upset. And then my mom or my dad said, "Mom, it's it was like his favorite thing." <laughs> so you know, what? give them what they want.
1: Like honestly, if I died, <laughs> if I was laying in my casket right now, sort of like dead but angel conscious, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you two and Greg and Cass and Caitlin were outside of my uh, casket putting in my favorite things, I would expect literally no liquor to be involved, and all five <laughs> of you would put liquor in there. Yeah. It's so so
0: many cans of Monster <laughs> and handles of vodka. <laughs> Mac, what is your moment of the week?
2: Mine is, um, it's also the funeral. I think that was just, just it felt like, we had so much more left of the that episode but i was also just satisfied in that moment but there's a moment because she fought to be to have her body burned and then there's a moment where she's just turning into this giant gassy thing and they poke it with a stick and it just explodes and it emits this horrendous smell and you could just she's a brilliant actress so you could see it on her face that regret of i hate everything that's yeah. happening right <laughs> now and she's a ghost form watching this and people are like oh god hiding their snows- noses um just that that moment of her face, being like, "I fought for this. I'm, I'm so pissed."
1: When she pitches it, because she's Rita Farr. When she pitches it, she's like, "I want my body to be. This is our final mission. Yeah, to burn my body." And she she knows it's going to be like romantic and elegant it, and. It, it's the
2: ultimate like warrior funeral too, <laughs> yes. right? Like, just
1: <laughs> and it will all go perfectly. Even though literally never anything ever has with the Doom Patrol, this will be the thing. <laughs>
0: Well, Doom Patrol was on max. You can go watch all of it now, and you should. Spoiler alert, we were fans. Now, before we move on, McKenna, you've been talking our ears off on the breaks nonstop about a website idea. And I don't know what it's about. You just kept saying the tagline is put the fun back in funerals. And so what's this all about?
2: So the, the put the fun back in funerals is all about um, just encompassing and providing. Funerals are stressful, right? Like it's a lot of planning and everything. Um, and so put the fun back in funerals. It doesn't take away like your need to find like a plot or, or a, um, you know, a casket or anything. But it provides you and any number of guests with a plethora of that dead person's favorite item. So, you can bombard them with whatever you think mm. they would want to be buried with or burned with, however, their funeral is happening. Um, and if you're not sure, we have a giant wheel that we will spin. Ooh. And it is all liquor items, but it's liquor of your choice. And we will spin it and, and provide you with just, just alcohol to bury your loved one with.
1: I don't care how fucking sad you are. If somebody starts spinning a wheel, you <laughs> will start to smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. wheel wheel we do it wheel, at the wheel. funeral
2: too we just show up with this yeah. like wheel of fortune giant wheel and spin it and then everyone comes out with these giant buckets of the item and and, and so to guests
0: so what is the actual url where are we sending people to do this
2: oh it's uh it's in funeral because y- you already oh sure stole the name so put the fun in funeral um, I thought that was a tagline.
0: I didn't realize that was a URL. No, no,
2: that's going to be the entire URL. We had a longer one, and it yeah. was Spin Wheels, uh, and keep Don't Be turning. Sad About Death. Yeah, just keep on turning. Uh, but it just got too long, and people were having a hard time, yeah. you know, typing it all out. And we were, they were getting sent to just weird signs. Uh, so, mm. so put the fun and Um and it's actually a .edu because we really consider ourselves an educational service. Nice for everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a there is a new death positivity movement uh through the last few years moving throughout the country. So I'm glad you guys are part of it and got mm-hmm. that dot EDU. <laughs> uh I believe in this so much, and I don't want it to fail, that I think I need to send you to our friends over at Cybersprout. Mm-hmm. Uh they they're design experts. They are well versed in digital strategy, which you need. Uh elegant design, which I think the wheel to really capture the spirit of the wheel, you're gonna need to show. And yes. it can't look rinky dink Uh, And they're going to combine the two of those things masterfully. They're going to work hand-in-hand with you and focus on collaboration and goal-driven design to make sure your website reaches the right customers. Uh, You're going to want the speed optimized. You're going to want security and maintenance and backups. And they will even migrate your website for free. You should go to cybersprout.net to get started. They are your partner for the digital world.
1: And, Mike, right now, if you go to McKenna's website, what was the URL real quick?
0: Uh, Uh Cybersprout.net
1: Net? will have a slab on McKenna's funeral wheels where you will get mm-hmm. 10% off if it lands Ooh.
0: on the Cybersprout.net. Yeah. That's fun. And the rest will all just be like Tito's. Yeah, uh, whatever the- Michael Jordan's tequila is, uh, <laughs> monster, monster.
2: Well, you gotta have you know your mixers.
0: We're gonna take the quickest break, and when we come back, every other show that came out this week. And now, my dear listeners, it is time for the poll list, where we quickly cover every other show that came out this week, starting with Gen V. In the season finale of Gen V, Kate and Sam unleash the rest of the Woods kids, and they all start killing non-soups on campus. Marie, Emma, Andre, and Jordan try to stop them, while Ashley and other Vought folks from the boys hide out. Things come to a head when Homelander lands, but instead of stopping Kate and Sam, he lasers Marie in the tummy and says, How dare she use powers against her own kind? Uh, the news flips who caused the violence and blame the Corps four, who end up waking up in a cell together with no windows. And no doors. But there's always my way. <laughs> Taste buds. I ask you this. Does tying the two shows so closely together at the end, worry you for the future of the quality of the boys? I guess, McKenna, you weren't a fan of the boys, so maybe it doesn't fucking bother I you at all.
2: I was going to say, as someone who did not give a shit about the quality of the boys, uh, no, I'm not concerned. Um... You know what? I will say, and it, it honestly, it's never going to happen. I want Gen V to be a very different show. So the yes, fact that they're connecting, sure. it worries me in the sense that Gen V is never going to accomplish what it could accomplish because they're going to try to recreate it as the boys but fail to do that. And it's just going to hover in
0: limbo. Y- y- yeah, the entire season, it seemed tonally... They wanted to be a little more serious and less tongue-in-cheek than The Boys, but still with, like, gore and violence and then sometimes puppets. But then they couldn't they couldn't land the plane. And then, yeah, every episode of the last few, they just kept adding more and more characters from The Boys. So it did really just feel like The Boys, junior novelization. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so by the time... Homelander Lands, I'm like, Anthony Starr, don't slum it on this show. I know it's <laughs> technically in your universe, but you were better than this.
2: Confusion.
0: Yeah. It, there's a lot of, you know, chaos and killing and fighting. Uh what what stood out to you? Good, bad, or I guess if it's neutral, it didn't stand out to you. But what do you actually want to talk about?
2: I you know, I will say there was a a scene where Sam and Emma were fighting and there's, there's mm-hmm. some dialogue that stood out poorly, but I do feel like they're in the theater room and they're having this dramatic blowout. And she's trying to say like, you're better than this. And I feel like that almost got to some of the strengths of the show. Mm-hmm. That's Well, I think it,
0: there's a reason and it's because it's Emma who I think the, actress and the character and maybe the character because of the actress is the most realized Mm -hmm. and fun to watch um even though the the more plot heavy the show got the more back burner she kind of became
2: yeah and i i think it's it's because they don't really find a way to utilize her powers they don't really find like her powers always seem accidental when they happen and they're just never Mm -hmm. so but that scene where they're fighting to me was like we actually got to some sort of emotional heart of the show right um, and then it, it did cause Sam to have like it, it hallucinations of his brother and have this like moment of hesitation. Um, so th- that was the strongest standout moment for me.
0: And, and because of that, I, I felt, cause I do think the kid who plays Sam is, is a pretty solid actor and it felt like maybe he could turn yes. and be on the side of the good until he talks to Kate and he's like this hurts so much. And she's like, I can help. And he's like, Oh, I feel empty. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. And you're like, Oh no, this is, this is not going to turn out positively in any way.
2: Yeah. So I also think the moment with Andre and his dad in the hospital did stand out a little bit as well.
0: Yeah. And I, I thought it was a good moment where his dad, he's dying. And like the first thing he says, he's like, we got to get my costume resized. So it yeah. fits you. Like he is such a fame whore that even in his dying wishes, he's just thinking about how his son can use this.
2: Well, it, how his son can use this. And also how he's like doing the symbolic thing of passing on the torch. And his son's like, listen, our powers are killing us. And he's like, you do whatever you t- can to like protect our family. Just like capitalizing on this. Like at first it seemed like this, like, grand thing of like you got to take this on because i i'm just not strong enough anymore and then it became this no you're a duty not a son like you're yeah
0: kill yourself as well Mm -hmm. so our family can stay rich
2: and and sacrifice friends anything become this awful human being at the core know about kids being tested on as long as your you know family is protected it doesn't matter
0: so yeah there's moments but man just covered in so much drivel and boring, derivative
1: Yeah. show. The girls will never believe us, Mike, when we say this, but I really believe that the boys think about uh, message first, and then how yes. do we make this gross second. And Gen V is always gross first. and it, Can we throw a message in the background second? And that's the <sighs> difference.
0: Well, I also don't think it's that gross of a show. Maybe I'm desensitized and I'm a monster. But I think it's message first in the bad like what was the Freeform or ABC Family like it really is like <laughs> Hallmark level. Ugh, we fucking get it, you after school special. Uh, and I'm the most positive voice about Gen V on this show, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, do you have a moment of the week?
2: I so this is back to that fight, and I end up always highlighting moments of the week that are like negative and not like positive. Totally Genoa cool. was not the goal, but it it's that's what the McKenna out. way. It's it's my way, and it's it's because I usually even if a show's bad, I get sucked into it. Um, but it was my favorite scene when Emma and Sam are fighting, and there is Sam. Or Emma's having this like rant, and it's it's all about like their connection, and all of a sudden there's just a bit of dialogue and she goes we shared our feelings we shared our privates and then she just <laughs> rambles through and powers through uh, kudos to the actress for getting through that and continuing on because i believed her genuinely but i also like in the back of my head i was like i don't know anyone who could say that seriously yeah. because in, most people who are mature enough to be having sex are just like we had sex or you know something of that sort we shared our privates <laughs> it was just so jarring
0: I also think you're giving people who have sex too much credit for, say, if they're mature enough to have sex, they're mature enough to talk about. I
1: don't know if that's true, but I uh, I still giggle. (laughs) 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 I mean, like, honestly, like, uh, none of us like this show. Mike is the biggest fan, is like two stars, but uh, we have uh, best supporting actress Shushi's coming up. Emma, Mm -hmm. nominated? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Totally and positive. I wonder if it's how bad everything else is. Like, it really no, no, no. no, no. Don't. I, if, she's legit good. If yeah. a show
2: is that bad, usually it drags down even the best of yeah. actors with them. But if no, she rises that, up. Every time, she whoever is
0: acting off her, yes, whoever's acting off her, you're like, oh wait, it, this could
1: be the show, and then no, no, it couldn't. If Sam is in a different scene or with different actors, he acts yeah. like Mike. Like, he no, she is great. I want to be a hero. <laughs> uh,
0: my moment of the week is uh, another moment that hit that uh, was not Emma focused. Uh, Maria, Marie did call out how dumb all of her CW shows are is she's talking to Kate and then uh, she's like, can't you like, Oh no, she's talking to Sam who's like brainwashed from Kate, And she's like, can't you like find the real you or dig deep or whatever? Uh, there's so many flash, and Supergirl episodes, that is how the finale ends. It's like, no, no, I can dig deep and be a better me. You're right. Uh, That's all it took this whole time. Nope. Nope. She just keeps getting the shit kicked out ever after she says that. Gen V uh, will be gone. Is gone. But you can watch it on Amazon. And the boys will come back. And hopefully and the boys is the boys that some of us love.
1: Gen V is picked up for season two. So,
0: Oh, good. Which is also the boys... Season 4.5. It's all just super connected.
1: The next show of the week is, oh, good, a quality one, Fear the Walking Dead. And, Mike, let us let the audience know that uh, McKenna has stepped in for Caitlin. And this is her first intro uh, paragraph that she has written. So let's all put her attention to what McKenna is about to say.
2: I'm going to say, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) in this week's episode of fear the walking dead Dwight returns home and is reunited with june sherry and dove dove is shot and wounded and while seeking treatment at the sanctuary the sanctuary tower collapses because of a raid by bandits killing all but the four they decide to return to padre with dove agreeing to join dwight's family and go by her birth name odessa taste buds i ask you this if we enter the zombie apocalypse and go through a lot of trauma what new name are you going by
1: uh, before that, uh, Mike notes uh, she said "tweetment" instead of "treatment." Mm. Mm. I assumed people were tweeting.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> trying uh, to. I'm going to be honest. Caitlin. i Caitlin.
0: I know you said to listen. I tuned out instantly. It's not <laughs> Mac. It's not your fault. It's Fear the Walking Dead's fault. It's the Walking Dead <laughs> franchise fault. I can't. Odessa, uh, uh, my new net to, to honor my father. I will now be Hencart Brooklyn Jr.
1: That's your nickname. That's my nickname in the apocalypse. Now, Mac, are we going by like uh, superhero nicknames or like uh, CB radio nicknames?
2: Ooh, CB radio.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, laser tag is that a good one? There yeah, that's go. great. Yeah. In the future, nobody knows what that means. So <laughs> it just it does sounds awesome. Exist. I don't know if that's really me. Uh, so I'm gonna say red pubes.
2: It's a little too on the nose.
0: Red
1: pubes one. <laughs> red
0: pubes one. This is
1: Handcart Brooklyn. Wait, junior, how the fuck can I know that I, I have red pubes coming out of my nose? Well, buddy. <laughs> Does everybody we know? We can all see them. <laughs> it's just... We use our peepers. Wait, we're going
2: to have an intervention.
1: How... It's time. Wait, you're going to send me to rehab because of something I can't control? You can control. Yeah. It's 2023. There's devices. You're going to leave me to my own devices?
0: No, we're going to hire your barber to do it. All right. Fear the Walking Dead is on Sundays on AMC. Our last show in the pull list
1: is Invincible. Well, on the season two premiere of Invincible, we get to see what it would be like if Mark had have worked with his dad before we settled down in good old 1985. Mark's mom is struggling and drinking, and Mark, as always, is trying to balance trying to be a son, a boyfriend, and a student. Meanwhile, the Maulers team up with Inkstrom Levy, To save not just this world, but all the worlds. And things kind of blow up. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is the comic book-based media world ready for a cocky, black, male, universe-traipsing villain?
0: Oh, no. Maybe this one won't end up being a piece of shit behind the scenes. And you know he won't, because it's Sterling K. Brown, and that
1: guy's a saint. I have heard. I read before I watched this that uh, if maybe Jonathan Majors uh, proved to be a piece of shit, that the MCU should uh, recast him with Sterling K. Brown. And then I watched this episode and I was like, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Is this did, his test run? Did they watch this episode before me? Uh, I thought of a new nickname for this character, though. What? And this is unfair because uh, this issue of this comic book was written long before this episode came out. Facts. Uh, Kangstrom Levy. What do you think, Mike? Not bad? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Suck it, Robert Kirkman. What do you think? What do what are we thinking here? Um, did you miss a beat, or were you like, "What happened in Invincible season one"? No,
0: I think I generally remembered. Especially, all you need to remember is Omni Man Bad beat the living fuck out of Mark.
1: Well, how long uh, how long were you confused in the first twenty minutes of like? How long until Karma Police came in?
0: I was wondering. I was like, "Oh, is this like?" Well, Omni Man is imagining as he yeah. pulverizes Marf's face into that's, the mountain. That's what I thought for a while. That's what I was thinking.
1: Is Omni Man jerking off right now? Are we watching? Omni Man gooning. O- Omni-Man gooning? <laughs> uh
0: and then, yeah. It switched and like, you know, we're comic nerds, so it's like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Uh I like the show a lot. I'm glad to have it back. But goddamn it, guys. Can we I know we all love Radiohead, but sadly flying around, doing your job very efficiently, more than you ever have uh, when you have access to your emotions, to Karma Police montage. Can we not? Can I think we th- fucking not.
1: There's a big thing. Uh, I think there's a thing of like, you've uh, seen Radiohead in a montage. It hasn't really worked for anybody else, but it could work. But it might work for <laughs> us. And I like I have to give them credit because they didn't do a uh, child's choir. Yeah, doing Radiohead. So that's cool. But um, you can't. Even though it, like, it's so tired for everybody else, you can't drop the opportunity if you think it's going to work for you. You just can't. But, like, if you get the opportunity to use a song, you just have to use it.
0: I don't Use a different one. Do like Wolf at the Gate. Surprise us. It'll be a way, very different vibe. But if you must go Radiohead, surprise us.
1: So, Angstrom Levy at the end. Um, uh, well, let me, let me go back a little bit. Um, the Maulers and Angstrom Levy are uh, going to go to every universe, every, not universe, multiverse.
0: Multiverse.
1: How are we not done with this word yet? I, I don't want to hear this word ever again in my life. Going to go to every multiverse. Here they fixed cancer. Here they fixed drought. Here they fixed every single problem. They're going to go to every multiverse, and they're going to fix every problem, and then go to every back to every multiverse and fix every problem. That's the plan. Uh, and so, But in the middle of fixing every plan, Invincible comes and says, hey, that machine's too big, and the Maulers are here, so I think that's bad, and uh, stops it. This
0: machine's too big. Where's your permit?
1: And uh, Angstrom Levy says, no, you can't kill Invincible while he's stopping this. Well,
0: there's now there's dozens of Maulers, and they are beating the living fuck
1: out of Invincible. Because while the Maulers are smart, they're stupid. They're pretty violent. They're like uh, all of the Bruce Banners in one. Are they stupid, though? They didn't know that would make Angstrom take his helmet off. When you... Yeah, it is weird. When you get that many Maulers at the same time. It's just like people at a mall. If you get that many Maulers, it's, it's gonna somebody's to gonna stupidity. get hurt. Yeah. Um and so now he says, I have one person to blame. but it's not the Maulers that I brought here to kill what? every to kill Invincible. I I only blame Invincible.
0: Well, it's it's so he angstrom takes the helmet off to stop the Maulers from killing Invincible that blows up the machine. Most of the angstrom levy from the different multiverses that are in the machine all die, but the knowledge goes wrong in his head. And it's this giant, like rat tail of a brain Ugh. that's now, and he cannot remember which version of him is him. And the, the pacifist him that was our world's H- angstrom levy, uh, was like Invincible's a hero, but th- it is blended with so many versions of invincible. That is a genocidal maniac. And he, his brain broke. It big and it broke, and so now he will take it out
1: on Invincible. But, but that's so weird, because like, uh, our brain is so big that like, we're fine.
0: But you weren't connected to all the gross versions of you while I, they died.
1: You don't think that I am?
0: I feel I, like hope I not. am. <laughs> but
1: they're not dying?
0: Are you going to try to kill me? Is that what you're saying?
1: No, you're Angstrom like,
0: and I'm Invincible?
1: I feel like that you're safe because of how, what a cool big brain I am. Mm, now I'm going to kill you before you can kill me. Oh, shit. No, okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to take my to-do list. I'm going to cross off not kill Mike, and then I'm going to circle kill Mike.
0: You could just, yeah, you could just cross off not.
1: Uh, Ryan, what's your moment of the week? My moment of the week is um, Mark comes home, sees a uh, passed out mom on the table, and she says, oh, Mark, you're here. And then she takes in uh, three empty bottles of wine, And uh, puts them in the sink and says, uh, Mark says, I'm going to make dinner and then pulls out three plates. (laughs) Bitch, do you think making dinner, the first step of making dinner is pulling out three plates? There's so many steps to making dinner before you pull out three plates.
0: Like, what are you doing? It's clearly not doing well, Ryan. (laughs) You pull out those three plates halfway through the chicken cooking.
1: (laughs) Like, there's so many other things you have to do when you're making dinner before you pull out the plates, you fucking moron. That's just the way you do it. That doesn't mean it's wrong. What? Uh, how do you... Wait. You pull out three plates? The first thing you're doing when you make dinner is pull out three plates? You could. Okay. Maybe
0: she's a, I want to see all my tools before I start kind of person. Do you... Okay. So Here's you know, my three plates. You know Here's, my Here's my spatula. Here's my tongs. You're
1: ordering pizza. That's what you're doing. And then you're pulling out three plates. That's not Then me. what are the
0: tongs for? <sighs> Christ. My moment of the week is uh, the bully... used to be very rude to mark seems like he's gonna bully him more and then hugs him unwillingly and says i'm sorry your dad got exploded which is a great sentence i liked it invincible is on fridays on amazon that is the pull list we're gonna take the quickly breaks and when you come back it's time for spider-man y'all Welcome to S Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within the show that covers the seminal an underrated cartoon of the mid 90s Spider Man, the animated series. We are talking about the alien costume part three. And when we start the episode, Eddie Brock is lifting, he's sweating, he's ranting, and he's remembering all of the wrongs Spider Man has wronged against him.
1: Mike, I have to always go to you because you are our New York expert. And I don't even call him Eddie Brock. I call him Eddie Yus Brock. Because he doesn't say you, he says use, use, use. guys, use over there. How He's many from of these people did you meet? Like where he would just say, like, use sandwiches. Use sandwiches, you gits in my mouth. How many people talk like this? Most. Uh it's why I left.
0: I was not a talented photographer or a scientist, but I just happened to be not a gym rat, so I got batted around the subway every time I had to get anyway, Ryan.
1: While they just screamed use at me, you would get into the subway and people would just slap you around until you got off. And I was like, I just want a meatball sandwich. And when I say get off, I mean that you would goon until you just. <laughs> Which is not how the proper
0: goon happens. You're no. supposed to really hold off. Who knew? Who knew that would go throughout the whole show? Uh, we also learned that while he is lifting, does he even need to be lifting so hard? Because we are Venom. Bump, 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 bump. And now, from now on, we are poisoned to Spider-Man, which is how they got their name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought, so, you, I thought you, you guys would jump in. No, how does Cassie make this look easy? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't. She just apologizes the entire time. I'm so uh, sorry. No, it, uh, he's lifting so much that like uh, I kind of think that I should lift more if I'm going to become a villain. Yeah, if I doing yeah. a bad job of becoming a villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Villains are uh, a little more felt. A little more bulked. You're calling me fat and weak?
0: Yeah. Those are the words. I couldn't remember. Thank you. Those are the words. <laughs> we cut to the fullest of moons. And Peter says, the full moon is perfect for my date with Mary Jane. McKenna, what does that mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that means that uh, Peter Parker cares more about like just what he can visually see than ever getting on. He never goes on dates with Mary Jane. But he's so fucking distracted by like a full moon, he he never could like makes it to in in the mm-hmm. episodes I've seen, it's constantly missing, being late for, or in this one, pulling her away from the actual date. Uh, well, a
1: couple of things here. Uh, he says full moon, uh huh, and J. Jonah Jameson's son is back in the episode, baby. Do you know full moon with him? Yeah, yeah, but not he's, yet. Keep, no, okay, not yet. <laughs> Uh, the show he, plays the long game. Mm-hmm. He says blind date with Mary Jane. Does, does he? he say blind date? Yeah, he says blind date. Had, they've met and dated at this point, haven't yeah.
2: they? And she's like expecting him. when When he right. finally shows up, he's like, "Sorry, I'm late." And she's like, "Oh, I was just talking to a friend." Like she's expecting.
1: So the oh. show just does not know the definition of that M- term. Or they—they're like, we don't know when this will come out. <laughs> so it's just—that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Is that like—is this out of order? Although this is alien costume part three, I. So they just don't know what that means.
0: Yeah. Uh every date could be a blind date.
2: Maybe that's if you why try hard he's enough. commenting on the fullness of the moon. Maybe it was supposed to be a blind date as in like pitch black outside. Not see each other and right. he's like, "Oh wait, now it's not going to be a real blind date cuz Look at is that giving moon. us moon. Look at
0: that moon. <laughs> what is it called when you pre-ghost somebody? Like it's not that you show up and don't talk to them again. It's you just keep not showing up. Is there a word for that? Uh Dad Peter Parkerine, I think. Yeah, it's Parkering. Just- Yeah. on part of step one of why he's going to miss this date is uh the rhino is just hanging out on a
1: rooftop just foot on the ledge like just doing nothing spider-man just like hand on it above his eyes just like where are
0: you and spider-man says well fuck that guy for not doing anything i want to go fight him right now even (laughs) though i have
1: things to do now peter parker could Say, like, I've got a date with MJ. I'm just going to swing past the rhino, just there, mm-hmm. in, the, it, there in his costume, minding not his Not hurting business. anybody. Yeah, he's just standing there, right?
0: Uh, the rhino says, you should have stayed in black because I'm going to dirty you up bad. It's <laughs> pretty good for the rhino. I've uh, said that
1: sentence so many times.
0: Yeah. Anytime I put on a t-shirt that's not black, you say that to me for some reason. Uh, but then... As he's taking on the Rhino, the Shocker jumps out and shocks him from behind. Do either of you remember what Spidey says then?
1: Uh, One for the pink and two for the stink. No, this is a cartoon for children. <laughs> right,
0: right, uh, right. Rhino and Shocker, how'd they get together? Computer dating? Oh, yes, he right. does say that. <laughs> what? What was
1: computer dating in the 95? <laughs> what do we think that was like?
2: All I know Uh, is before the 80s, you could like send in videotapes of yourself. I
1: I remember hearing about how you could like uh, tape yourself on VHS and you would mail it Mm -hmm. in a manila envelope (laughs) and hope that you would get sent something back.
0: Okay, new spinoff. Should we just find a bunch of those tapes and review them?
1: No, I think we should send some in and see if we get sent some back. What if we get a hot date from the 80s? Let's pretend we're
0: single and then see
1: if we get tapes sent back.
0: Step one, pretend we're single. Step two, pretend
1: we're in 1988. That's how we hook up. But what I like about the scene is that – Oh, sorry. We're not there yet. Keep going. No, please. Uh, Oh, Venom jumps in. There you go. Now go. I like the fact that – like. Spider-Man can only do so much with these guys, right? Like, he can only be- beat them to a standstill. But, like, Venom comes in and says, I'm going to fucking kill you, bitches. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking give a shit about you. And then absolutely <laughs> destroys them. And that's something that Spider-Man can't do. So we're kicking Venom up a notch. We're mm-hmm. saying, "Uh, hey, Spider-Man, this, like, shit that you can't do, I'm going to ab- absolutely myrtleize these guys. And now Venom is elevated a little bit.
0: And it helps that it happens. I I guess even though dramatic irony, we see it happen, but Peter doesn't. Uh, Peter can't take Rhino and Shocker on at once. He is covered in stuff as he so often is—shrapnel and debris. Oh, Uh, Venom jumps in, myrtleizes them.
1: Building above me? Yeah, that's that's gonna—that's his weakness.
0: That's his kryptonite. Uh, And then Brock, for some reason, trans—just for a millisecond of mind fucking him, I guess—is in street clothes. He's in a turtleneck, and he helps him out, and he goes, "Need a hand, pal?" Peter Parker, I know you're Peter Parker also on Venom. Like, it's such a quick turnaround, like, because he's an idiot. Even though he wants to mentally fuck with him, he's too stupid. Uh, Venom then tells Peter, hey, yes, we're the symbiote. Yes, we're Eddie Brock. Also, we've been together. We've been a thing since the beginning of time. And then we get, uh, I think, Neil deGrasse mind-blowing.
1: Tyson Boner-inducing. <laughs> James cameron S <laughs> Journey through space and time. Guys, I went on a journey. I was doing ayahuasca at the time. Were you doing that? Yes. No, I, wrote, I was on DMT. I wrote in the notes, do ayahuasca while this one part happens. And That's a also quick ayahuasca. put on uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Did they line up? Yes. It absolutely lines <laughs> up with this episode. Just with this scene. Mm-hmm.
0: This 30-second scene lines up with the entire 58-minute run of Dark Side of the Moon.
1: But yeah, we go through space, and we see where fucking the symbiote happens.
0: Mm -hmm. Mac, how much of Spider-Man's CGI have you seen so far? Is this your first entry point?
2: No. I'm trying to think. (laughs) I don't think so. But uh,
0: Were you surprised? Were you amused? What what, what did it... Oh, absolutely amused.
2: Absolutely entertained. Like, it just... There's an element of this show that the cheesier or cornier things get, the better it gets. But also, I just I'm always in, like fascinated with the timing that they choose to like what they choose to focus on, and like yeah. they have time for the show. Like we were just talking about Brock does it like the the scenes of where he says like I know you're Peter Parker. Like things happen so fast, but then we spend so long on other things. And the pacing of everything <laughs> is brilliant.
0: Uh, he just leaves because, again, he sort of wants to mentally fuck with Spider-Man. And so Peter is like, well, I'm going to research Eddie Brock. They don't really have the internet yet. So he Robbie, with well, no explanation, just gives him a fat file all about Eddie Brock and where he might hang out and where he used to live. <laughs> That's journalistically not right, correct?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's it's, uh, it's 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 on the uh, underground, on the, on the slip slide. He's an ex-employee, okay, employee, I a, so like... I, I have a Venom yeah. question, Mike. Okay, I have a Venom answer. His webs come out of the white part of the top of his hand. Yeah, the squares. But are those webs or are those symbiote?
0: Yeah, it's um it won't turn into like Carnage or any of the other ones, but it's it is like a bit of his I think he's gooning, honestly. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I know that you want to pretend like you're cool and say gooning a lot. But if Venom webbed forever. Uh-huh. Would he Will his like, clothes is disappear? Gone. Is his venom gone? Like I uh, think he's constantly it's regenerating. It's not webbing.
0: Right? right.
1: It's not webbing like uh, Spider Man's web.
0: Correct. It comes from him.
2: But if it comes it, from him, wouldn't it be like bonding with everything that it gets?
1: That's why it's, it's, it's a different category. It's like his spit. Hmm. So it's not him. Mm hmm. It's not symbiote, but it's not web. Hmm. Web, Scientifically made web. Because it has to come from... I love how it's like the white, so it has to come from the white. Yeah. But But
0: then also, there will be black pieces that just come out of his butt or his chest to pull him away from things.
1: But those are black, so they have to come from the black. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Interesting. (laughs)
0: Venom's colors are very segregated. Uh, While Peter is researching Brock, uh, J. Jonah Jameson brings in his son, Colonel... John, uh, in a wheelchair, still in a hospital gown. Yeah. And John's like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I'm still having dreams. And Jay Jonah Jameson,
1: he says it sweetly, but he's like, dreams will go away. You'll be fine. You're going to go to space again soon. And uh, Jay Jonah Jameson Jr. says, my favorite thing, which will never come to play, buddy. As long as you say a line like this, it'll never come to play. As long as I can shake the memories of the black ooze, I'll be fine, <laughs> buddy. Oh, then you'll be <laughs> fine forever. Like, w- when would that ever come to play? Uh, then
0: Venom shows back up cause he keeps just like running around a corner. This is all, I think the same night and he just disappears. Uh, Spider-Man has realized his Spidey sense does not work on Venom. Uh, he captures Peter and in costume and then unmasks him right after He's like, Hey, I'm going to go after your aunt and MJ, but first I'm going to unmask you, uh, and throws his mask to the ground and some random fucking chud, does the meanest impression of Spider-Man. He's like, oh, I'm Spider-Man! Look at me! Crawls around with his butt in the air. And then JJ grabs a camera from the cameraman, says, we got to get this on camera. How do you use this thing?
1: Uh, Honestly, I think this is the most important part of the episode, is that the the higher-ups just don't know how to work the equipment, so Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to put it in focus. Right. like He doesn't know how to trust his employees, so he grabs the equipment from the hands. He could have gotten the story if he trusted his employees, yes. but he couldn't, and so he can't get the focus. Meanwhile, this other guy, this fucking orca next to him is like, oh, I can't look at me, I'm Spider-Man. That's, <laughs> I think that's the story. You should be filming this guy. What if that is Spider-Man? What if it is?
0: Uh, then they're at a theater. Oh yeah. They're, they're the day. I was like, why is there a theater? Peter's like, well, I'm still going to go on my date. I guess I'll protect Mary Jane. And Brock is just like Michael Myersing through the crowd. He's just kind of in the background. And then Mary's like, oh, your friend's here.
1: And Peter's just like, he's a weirdo. We need to go now. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, before that, Peter is walking through a theater crowd yelling. What?
0: What is he yelling?
1: He's, uh, he is looking for somebody and he is screaming. What? Mary Jane? MJ? No. Screaming Mary Jane. No, you're going to get arrested, buddy, in the 1970s. <laughs> no, you are going to get... This
0: is the 90s, but that is Giuliani's New York, so not yes. very friendly.
1: You're going to get beat by a cop, <laughs> bud, just running through. Mary Jane? Is anybody anybody Mary Jane? You're going to get beat. Well-
0: now, they get away on the subway... And a train chase happens. What uh, happens to Mary Jane? What? What? Is she just chilling on the subway? What? It every, gets
1: muddy here. At one point in every episode, uh, Spider-Man will be like, all right, Mary Jane, we don't need you anymore. And we'll just fucking huck her. Just like, yeet just into the sun. her as hard as he can. And she will land perfectly in her bed and go to sleep immediately. And go, what a weird date. <laughs> I'll never bring this up with Peter again. That was the but I'll continue to blind date. I'll
2: just keep going out with him.
0: Now,
1: I can't wait for tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Good thing we have dinner McKenna, tomorrow.
0: <laughs> if a gentleman was dating you, pretend you're single again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a supermodel yes. in New York, uh, highly sought after in the, your career field. And the guy keeps uh, your aunt and his aunt decided the two of you should date. He keeps uh, for a while not showing up ever. And then when he does, he bails after 10 minutes uh, or a uh, monster shows up and he runs and leaves you uh or he goes i know we're at a party for your work but we got to leave now because a guy i know is a weirdo what 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 would you do
2: i would you know i was not a great dater i was very bad at dating but uh and possibly this way i have ditched guys for far less so it would be never heard from again um I think that
1: makes you a good dater. Yeah, hold on. Give her one more detail. This guy wears the same sweater every date.
0: You've only ever seen him in a polo shirt that's striped.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the first red flag. The the second, like, she is a supermodel, but she seems to, like, not want or be or, like, she keeps inviting him to these important events, knowing he's flaky or forces her to leave, like, modeling shows, movie premiere things like big events galas and shit and and it's so you know maybe new york's just not good for dating desperate times
0: mckenna's starting to write her type five about dating in new york
2: <laughs> <laughs> i uh
0: there's no sorry
2: no i i i understand that the premise is that they're like the roman- and like the 90s did not write couples well, I don't think. (laughs) So I think it's that that's like the forgivable. Also like the audience is not exactly gonna be concerned. We're we're a bit older than the audience, projected audience of this. But there were adult writers right of this. Which is baffling. You
1: have to admit that the nineties did not write couples well or women or men. Um (laughs) I have one question about uh Eddie Brock in the audience. Um he knew he knew about uh Aunt May and Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And he was chasing Peter down, but how did he know about Tiger? He said, "I'm gonna get you, Tiger." How did he know about that? Is did the symbiote like while Spidey was sleeping, like just oh, the symbiote crawl in, ear, in every
0: nook and cranny of the brain and, and what grab all of his memories?
1: I guess it's always the symbiote. Symbiote,
0: sorry symbiote uh, I can't even remember the terrible way Jenny Slate said it so we get a train chase and then Spider-Man's like wait I gotta take control and there's your shuttle launch I'm gonna launch this thing back to the moon Alice? Alice and then they they, they fight under the rocket ship have romantic uh, and the rumble of the rocket makes the alien suit fall off of Eddie and Spider-Man like triple webs it to the rocket ship And only when he takes the unconscious Eddie Brock into the elevator
1: does anybody at NASA go, holy shit, there's people who shouldn't be here. (laughs) I would have done one more extra step. I know that Peter Parker Peter Parker and a better person than me, but I would have, while the symbiote was on Eddie Brock, I would have webbed Eddie Brock with the symbiote onto the rocket ship and sent that into space. I... Am I a bad person? Maybe. But I would have sent I would have sent all of that nightmare away into space.
0: There'd be no evidence. Nobody no. could pin it on you. Nobody knows Eddie is Venom. Uh he knows all
1: these things still. He will still call you Tiger. When he uh earlier, when Eddie Brock's like, I fucking hate you, Peter, and like uh-huh. cuts a tree down <laughs> <laughs> and like sends it on to Peter. And Peter's like, this guy's gonna be out for me forever. Uh, and like you're just like this is it like this is my life until I fucking kill this guy, that's what I, I would have just like put Send him on a him rocket in. ship and mm-hmm. sent him into space. I wouldn't have sent the like I would not have cared about Eddie Brock anymore. I would have literally I wouldn't have <laughs> never saved, thought about him again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have saved Eddie Brock's life and sent the symbiote into space. I would have sent them both into fucking hell to die and burn. Uh, I do like as vindictive. So back when Mike. Get sent to space. I know why. You know who did it.
0: (laughs) I do call Ryan Tiger a lot, and I did say I'll come after you forever, and often threaten his wife and his relatives. Did you see? He almost said. He almost said child.
1: Did you see? (laughs) No, that's
0: never okay. That's never okay to threaten children. I should say that more. Like, I believe, at least.
1: (laughs) I should say that with more conviction. (laughs) That
0: was the least sincere I've ever sounded. Uh, But yeah, Spider-Man does just leave Eddie in the elevator to get arrested. And and that is cool, too,
1: is that uh, Spider-Man could have easily escaped with Brock in his arms, (laughs) but does not. He chooses not to. Yeah,
0: fuck that guy. Uh, And then he meets back up with MJ. They're looking at the moon because it's still full and beautiful. But then... uh, Breaking all logic and reason, Venom just shows up in the moon. Yeah, and
1: then the episode ends. Well, it's the whole episode, Spider Man just sees Brock everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's not what a Venom's powers. is. No, like, he's, he's paranoid. into Spider Man's head so mm-hmm. hard that he just sees yes. him everywhere.
2: Which is the same thing that's happening to JJ's side, right? He's just seeing.
1: Right. Yeah. It's the and ooze. Ooze. not that different than JJJ seeing Spider Man everywhere. <gasps> so now he understands what it's like to be j cubed
0: nobody wants that nobody deserves Mm -hmm. that it's time for our webbies mckenna what is your best web zinger
2: oh it's uh when venom it's from venom and he says uh we're your biggest fan as he pulls off a fan blade and chucks it at (laughs) Spider
0: (laughs) man nice ryan
1: yeah peter is not funny. It's from Venom. It's I'm your bi- I'm your biggest fan. It there's a fucking fan blade right at him.
0: Eight points for both of you. Next up, Ryan, Kung Fu Grip. What is yours?
1: Uh, one of my favorite things. This is from uh, from '80s action movies. Uh, is when you pull off a tube or a pipe of something and it shoots steam in your face and you just scream. <laughs> uh, it's from the fan scene. And Spider-Man pulls off a tube of something and it shoots it in Venom's face. And Venom just screams. <laughs> uh, and I just love that. Like, it hurts Venom so much for no reason. Uh, so that's Steam my is hot. Kung Fu grip.
0: Steam power. <laughs> Mac, what's yours?
2: I always enjoy it when they, like, don't use their powers or take the easy way out. And mine is when Spider-Man's riding on top of the Jeep to escape NASA. Like, he could have webbed himself out of there. Long before they're getting to into their jeeps, like he had time to escape, but he's choosing to hide in like the most obvious sight and I love
1: it. There's a jeep behind the jeep that Spider-Man's yeah, on. Can't see him. And NASA is like, "Hey, everyone, uh, watch out for Spider-Man." They're all
2: and- in towers too, like <laughs> shining lights down. And he's just hiding off the jeep. If you
1: see somebody dressed like Spider-Man, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, that's probably a different Spider-Man. guy. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm going to give it to the power steam. That is three points. Uh, next up is the most '90s moment, Mac. I uh,
2: I have to apologize. I don't remember if this is from this episode of the episode before because I did watch them back to back. I got very excited and I just kept watching through. But um, it, I, love I that. hope it's I, two points for that. <laughs> I hope it's in this one and it's the searching for yellow page, through the yellow pages to find the gym rentals uh, and calling that number to figure. Oh, out. Oh no! That. The, yeah, that, yeah is, that is this episode, one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. Uh, Searching Atlas. Is it the
1: Atlas? And then Venom. The Atlas ad becomes Venom because Venom is everywhere.
2: Yeah, but it's it's that old fashioned searching right there to figure out. Old
1: fashioned. That's still how I find things.
2: (laughs) There had to be multiple rentals, but that's the one, and he
1: gets. And then also just like, uh, hey, Atlas, uh, I'm. What's the address? Can you tell me what uh, thing I (laughs) ordered? Where I live? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me where I live and my social security number? Look, you guys don't remember that pre-9,
0: everybody was so (laughs) trusted. Ryan, what's your 90s moment?
1: Mike, you know it. You love it. Uh, What are you guys? Computer dating? (laughs) What does that even mean to you, Spider-Man? Yes. Five points uh, to computer dating. New York is a character. I'm walking here, Ryan. Uh, My computer dating, Mike, as it stands, is, of course, check it out. I'm Spider Man. Any any other city, Spider Man mask flows to the ground. Any other city, they're like, I need to give this back to Spider Man because I live in a polite city and I'm going to give this back (laughs) to him. But in New York, they put it on their head and they're like, oh, I'm Spider Man. (laughs) I'm a fucking monkey. (laughs) Not New York. They're fucking animals. Mac, what's yours?
2: Uh, I feel like it's a very New York thing to treat like journalists as like kind of people of real power, but also like write articles about everything. So it's when Eddie Brock is being taunted by Spider-Man and all of a sudden there's just plastered with the wall of how he got fired as though like 15 (laughs) different newspapers picked this story up and just wrote about it. This one journalist photographer.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, Spider-Man has this huge Spider-Man is a superhero with superpowers and his whole plan. to break Venom. It's just, like, get out his scissors and paste. <laughs> and I'm gonna a... collage!
2: And, and rage in his, you <laughs> know, host out, right there.
1: Put up a bunch of articles in his house.
0: <laughs> Seven points to McKenna. If my math calculates, that's 21 points to McKenna. 18 points to Ryan. McKenna, you win the Webbies. That is Spider-Man. Are we Wait, sad the alien costume saga is over? What's my punishment? What's your punishment? Yeah. I'm gonna get all the papers to write articles <laughs> about how you lost this. It's time to leave. McKenna, tell some folks about some lovely websites.
2: Oh, I'm gonna really channel my inner Caitlin here. Um Shit. we've got <laughs> popfilter.co is where you yes. can go and you can find all about this show and other shows and um
1: stop rhyming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh if you want to support the show a bit more, you're gonna want to use Amazon.com slash popfilter. Flip it. Popfilter slash Amazon.com.
0: Popfilter.co slash Amazon.
2: Damn, so close. Put that as your browser. Don't buy things from regular old and am- old, regular old Amazon. Buy things from popfilter.co slash Amazon. And some of that will find its way to this show. Um, yeah
0: we don't know how it works but it, it will. will
2: yeah and uh, that's it that's it i did it
0: you did it nailed it ryan mac mentioned other shows what does that even mean
1: uh one more note from uh spider-man uh, venom got kicked <laughs> off the train and he was like 10 feet back and he has webs that reach forever like uh-huh. he mentioned earlier but the truck and was so cool he- but like, he just was like, you know what? I want to drive a fucking semi truck. <laughs> there was no reason for that. Um, other shows, movie of the year. We're doing 1973. Last week we did The Exorcist for Halloween.
0: I think it was a couple weeks ago. What was the last movie we
1: did? What was the last movie we did? Did it come out? Did it come out? Certainly not
0: what we should talk about right now on air.
1: Uh, other shows. The last detail the last detail of course where me mike and greg we um me and uh greg we took mike to fucking navy jail yeah mean <laughs> prank uh mike stole a bunch of carrots the entire time <laughs> It was fucking weird uh movie of the year
0: <laughs> if you want more of that movie of the year, <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Uh we are at your pop filter on Instagram, popfilter.blue sky dot pop dot filter dot blue dot sky blue sky. And you can email us contact at
1: dot Oh shit. Oh I, I forgot what? one more thing to what? uh promote. What's I that? have a new pimple. It is above my right eyebrow. Gross. Yeah.
0: Stop that next week we'll be talking about at least ryan's review of the marvels we'll see if any
1: of us get to watch it as well wait and hold on. do you guys plan on watching it yeah i do Mac, no. yeah i'm already getting a
2: sitter for one event this week like i've maxed out having people watch that? my kid
1: what are you getting a sitter for a wedding Let's review. just ditch the wedding. Go watch the Marvels. Let's review the Marvels and, and the wedding. wedding that Mac is going to. Yes. For. There we go. I love that.
0: Uh, but most of all, we'll be talking about Invincible 202. That is all the time we have for Rhino Mac for Mac and Ryan for I'm Mike Nuffson.